90s footy fans, welcome to episode 74 of the 90s Club Footy Podcast. This week we catch up with former Essendon, Brisbane and North Melbourne midfielder David Calthorpe. David played with three clubs during his nine-year career in the AFL. David's first opportunity came with the Essendon Football Club when he debuted in 1992 and the next season was part of the famous Baby Bombers that won the 1993 Premiership. During his seven seasons at Windy Hill, David played 92 games and kicked 58 goals. He then joined the Brisbane Lions for one year in 1999 before returning to Victoria and finishing his AFL career with North Melbourne. In this episode, David talks about the famous Baby Bombers season, winning the EJ Whitten medal in State of Origin football, the privilege he had playing with one of the competition powerhouses, Kevin Sheedy, the circumstances that seen him transfer to Brisbane, and why he finished his career back in Victoria. I hope you enjoy the 74th member of the 90s Club Footy Podcast, David Calthorpe. David Calthorpe, thank you for joining me on the 90s Club Footy Podcast. Really appreciate you uh, spending some time to have a chat with us. No worries, Trent. Good to be here, mate. Mate, before we talk all things footy, and I'm looking forward to reflecting on your time, especially at the Essendon Bombers, what are you doing with yourself currently, I guess, from an employment-wise, and then do you still have any current and footy involvement? Um, yeah, well, I've got, um, I've got a couple of businesses at the moment. Um, I've had one called Dexia, which is a franchise. We rejuvenate timber decks. Um, I just, I just managed a couple of guys that worked for me and, um, another business I've had for over 20 years now, me and my brother, we, we, um, air freight, um, racehorses around the country, um, which he, he basically runs. I don't, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not too fond of the horse, you know, getting, getting too close to him. So he <laughs> runs that and, um, yeah. That sort of keeps, keeps me busy. I'm, um, I coach my boys under 14 team in the, at Bulleen Templestowe Footy Club and yeah, in the Yarra Junior Footy League. And um, I help out a mate at uh, Doveton Footy Club at the moment. Um, he's a playing coach and I sort of help out on match day with uh, the running of the game. So, yeah, keep, keep pretty busy with footy. Yeah, so that's where I'm at at the moment, mate. Yeah. Hey, uh, how did you make your way to the Essendon Footy Club back in that early 90s time frame? Uh, well, back then, um, it was under-19s. We played under-19s. Um, it wasn't the um, the official, the like the draft hadn't come in yet, um, the AFL National Draft. And we were, I think we were the last crop to finish under-19s. So before the NAB League, the under-18 competition started, um, Essendon were allowed to put uh, so many of us on the list. So, yeah, we're lucky because we're in the zone, Essendon zone. We, um, the whole group of us, you know, obviously known as the Baby Bombers, uh, got put on the list and, um, and the, yeah, so the rest is history. So we're pretty lucky just before the draft coming here. You know, you could have ended up anywhere. You might not have even got an AFL career. Who knows? Hey, mate, what can you remember of your very first, I guess, senior pre-season? I know you said you were obviously with the under-19s, but the Bombers at that stage of, uh, you know, the time when you sort of were making your way into the senior grades, 
We're really a highly successful club, had a number of star players. What can you remember of that sort of very first pre-season? Was it hard? Did it really challenge you? Or did you sort of find it not too bad? No, it wasn't too... Oh, look, it wasn't too bad. Well, back then, you know, you were... I think I was still at school. So, um, you know, my first pre-season. Um, so, you know, most folks were working full-time. Um, you know, so you'd only train... You would try, well, pre-season you train most nights a week and like, you know, after hours. Um, well, pre- pre-season is always the toughest part of the year. I, you know, I've always said that and like, for the type of player that I was and um, my body shape, I, you know, I actually, um, you know, I welcomed the pre-season, but then I actually had to do many pre-seasons throughout the season just to keep my weight off, keep in shape. Um, yeah, but I remember like, it was hard. I mean, it's always preseason is always hard. It's just, I mean, it's as hard as you make it as well. Like um, as 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 I said, you know, I had to I had to probably do it a bit harder because of my body shape. And I, I mean, I just made it a competition. I would compete compete against my my teammates, but it's also a lot of fun. You know, a lot of banter. You, know, you get you get through it together. Like you know, like, like any anything in sport, when it gets tough, you know, you rely on your, your teammates to get you through. Your debut season or your debut year was 1992. You played your first game in round 20 against the Hawks. Uh, looking at the stats the other night, you kicked two goals, had 10 touches, but she was a heavy loss, though. Um, what can you remember yeah. that day? Oh, oh man, I think I was just actually talking about it with a mate. Um, yesterday, was a mad Hawthorne supporter, you know, because uh, Richard Taylor played for the Hawks. He, he debuted in the same game. And, yeah, I'll never forget my first game because we lost by 160 points. I think... Um, I think Dunstall kicked a massive bag, didn't he? I think 10 or 12 or something like that. Yeah, spot on. Um, yeah, and I, um, look, I didn't get, I didn't get a heap of opportunity, but I remember Sheed threw me in the, um, actually kicked those goals in the last quarter, threw me in the middle. And, um, yeah, I got, I think it was Tony Hall at that time. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I was lucky enough to come out of the middle a couple of times and kick a couple of goals. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty yeah, rough start to an AFL career. <laughs> the 1993 season, one of great intrigue. And I know you uh, Bombers boys celebrated a reunion only not that long ago, you know, reflecting on that grand final win. There's a couple of elements I want to sort of ask you about. No doubt I remember one for you for winning a premiership with the Bombers. But before we sort of talk that grand final... You played your first game yep. in round 13 that year, David. So what did you sort of do to try and stay in that side for the remainder of the season? Because you sort of timed your run beautifully in the end. Yeah, well, I actually didn't remain in the side. I got dropped twice after that. Um, it was just one of those things. I don't know. Like, when I come out of under-19s and started playing reserves footy, um, well, I was sort of one of the first boys, you know, out of Teal Cup, one of the first young guys to play a lot of reserves footy. Um, and then guys like Merckx and Joey, um, they pretty much, you know, Fletch, Hurdy, they all went past me and were playing senior footy early in 93, uh, which I found pretty tough to, to, to cope with. And um, I, I sort of come off the back of 92 with a lot of disappointment as well. I didn't, um, I got dropped from the reserves grand final. Um, like I played all year, debuting the seniors, as we just spoke about. I played all the finals in the reserves. And um, Dennis Pager was the coach, and he dropped me for the grand final, uh, which was and I was going to I was going to give it away. I just I wasn't interested. Um, I only I only played footy because of the camaraderie. I sort of followed my brother to Essendon, and 
And I didn't really enjoy. I didn't really love the game that much. I just loved being part of the club and being around the boys and that. So I was, wasn't really that interested in. I thought if they're going to do that to me, I'll just sort of you know. There was a, uh, I had a conversation with Sheeds and didn't think that I want that he'd want me there. But you know, that's what he sort of said that he did, and in no uncertain terms, you know, I was got to make a fist of it. And I think, I mean, the, the turning point for me that year was. It was the introduction of um, sports traineeships, which is now called AFL Sports Ready, um, which you probably know about. And um, Sheets and um, Bill Kelty, they introduced that. So I, would, I actually worked three days at the club and went two days TAFE doing a sports administration course. A few other boys did that as well. A few other boys from other clubs. And I was able to work on my game with David Whedon, who was one of our assistant coaches there. And he's still involved in footy. And he just worked on my game relentlessly. Um, I've become really uh, proficient or better than most players on picking the ball up off the ground, um, handballing up off the deck. Um, just just added some, because I wasn't highly talented, but I could run. Um, and just added some things to my game that was going to give me an opportunity. And, yeah, so I come into that, I come into round 13. I think I came in to tag Craig Bradley that game. Um so that was sort of an opportunity that I got, and you know, I sort of be, I sort of became a tagger from then on for the rest of that season. Um, and if there wasn't, I'd you know get, get more of an attacking role. And um, yeah, but as I said, I got dropped twice. Back then, there was twenty four rounds, and there was a bye. We Essendon didn't play round twenty four that year, so I got I got dropped once, then I come back in, then I got then I got dropped the second last round of the year. So I actually played two reserves games before. The first night final, but it was um, I was, I think it was one of those things. I you know I, I was trying to find my place. Essendon had a few injuries, and then you know we started to build something as a young group of players, and I you know, I could play a role, and and um, yeah, so and I was always going to come back in for the first final against um on Craig Bradley again in that first night grand final. And speaking of that, final, speaking of that final too, you guys had some great battles with Carlton that year, and obviously they got you in that first final by two points. How much did the team take out of that match? And were you as confident going into the grand final if you played against Carlton again that you knew exactly what you needed to do to to beat him that time around? Yeah, that's spot on. It was a two points, was it? Was that yeah. Huh. We had a lot of injuries in that night, that night final. Um, and you know, I remember watching the vision not long ago, and there was a lot of guys on the bench who thought, "Geez, they weren't playing; he wasn't playing." Um, but we and we didn't play great either with the personnel that we had out there. So, um, to answer your question, yeah, we went in that grand final. You know, after we beat all those other teams in the you know, West Coast and Adelaide, we went in that final. There was no, well, we were really, really confident. You know, I remember, I remember vividly. You know, I thought we. The, the feeling was if we got another crack at Carlton, um, that, that definitely that we could win a flag. So, um, yeah, you're spot on in that um, in summation of that. That was yeah, we took enormous confidence out of that game that we could um, that know that we we would have their measure once we met them again. In towards half forward, Guy McKenna at the back puts enough pressure on. Another player slips over. Oh gee, this is Kelford setting sail for home. David Kelford and he's kicked the goal. Up the interchange, the Essendon supporters are happy.
grand final day must have been, and just speaking, obviously, you sharing about the the year before of the disappointment from you know getting dropped from the reserves. Grand final, grand final day must have been a big moment for you, and then to capture the premiership in front of a big crowd. You must reflect pretty fondly on that, and that must have been a little bit justification of uh, you know the work you put in that year, and just to go with it, that goal in the third term, mate. I still watch that a little bit, and uh, it was an absolute ripper. <laughs> yeah, look, um, yeah, no, it was. It was certainly, um, well, you know, as you said, we had the reunion a um, couple of weeks, couple of weekends ago, um, and just guys here, guys, you know, Darren Buick and Mark McCurie inducting the Hall of Fame. Just to hear them talk about that year. You know, in all their years of footy, both of them said that was their favourite year of footy um, because we had so much fun together. A group of guys, really some really young guys, some guys in there, guys with a lot of experience. Um, but our our camaraderie, our mateship was the thing that I I believe that won us that grand final. It was such an even year. Um, you know, and for me personally, yeah, I, I you know I I look back now and thought, geez, you know. I remember the disappointment of getting dropped for a grand final, and you know, I know I sort of know what that what that felt like, and and then one, it's a relief to make sure you're in the grand final first of all, but then you know you got to make. Um, and I had a pretty important job to do on Craig Bradley, um, yeah, and uh, so you know, and and it's, and it's not just yourself as well; it's all you, it's your family. They know they see what you go through, and and they share the ups and downs with you, right? All the bumps and you know, and the highs and all that type of stuff. So. You know, to share that with them and see the excitement on their faces, and you now I remember some, I remember some pivotal moments, like especially, um, you know, running out into the ground for the first time, and you know, hearing the roar as we, um, as we entered the ground and the G, and um, it was like, I think there was ninety six thousand there, maybe I think, and you could just, it was like it was just a weight above you, like the <laughs> noise that everyone made, and. Um, yeah, I remember just soaking that in, and then and then after that, you know, I, I didn't even really, I, I didn't sort of feel it or see, you know, hear it after that. You know, I was sort of in the zone, and it wasn't until I think I think it was early in the last quarter, and I started to relax a little bit and um, say, so, you know, we've got this. And I remember making a comment to Darren Buick, and he he sort of gave me a bit of reality check and said, you know, don't 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 uh, don't stop now, but you know, just sort of keep going, keep going. It's not over yet, and Probably he was just doing that, you know, a bit of tongue in cheek. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, certainly, certainly, you know, fantastic memories. It's it's funny actually because I took a two group of boys that I coach and a few other young boys from other clubs in the area went to the MCG, did a tour yesterday, and uh, they went in and around the change rooms and you know in the long room and all you know all the places around the G. Went in the Australian Sports Museum and. Um, just to you know, to watch them, you know, those young kids, the thirteen, fourteen year olds, walk around the G in the change rooms and you know have your team meeting. It sort of brought back memories for me, and and the, and looks on those faces, and those boys, you know, aspiring to be AFL footballers. It's um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a really good feeling to know that you know, um, you know that I've that I've achieved something. The next year, 1994, you had a great season with the Bombers and nearly arguably one of your best ones at the Bombers. Well, I guess with games played and disposals and that sort of stuff, your good year was reflected yeah. with Victorian selection too, David. Like, what a great opportunity to play for the Big V against the arch rival South Australia. And she was a ripper game as well. It's probably one of the best ones we saw before the end of State of Origin. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because... Um, 
Well, I can know there was a few of us. And, you know, you know this, the squad, the squad was picked early '94, and I had, I had, you're right. I had some really good, I had some really good pre-season form. Like I won, went, we went to, um, went to the NT Darwin. We, I um, won, um, I won the um, Australia Day medal in the Indigenous All Star game, playing for the Bombers against an Indigenous All Star team. Um, and I was yeah, I was up and firing, but my body, I had a few, I had a few issues with my body, and I we decided not to do surgery, and I was, um, so I didn't do a huge preseason as I would have liked, and that's what I sort of relied on. Um, but my form was there early, yeah, and it was a bit of a shock actually, and. Actually, I thought it was a bit of a joke. Actually, I got picked to play uh, to select for Victoria in the squad, even. <laughs> but then when I went to training, and um, Kelly Austin was the coach, he told me I was going to be playing. Well, it was even a further shock. Um, yeah, but I remember, I remember vividly because, like the, um, a lot of people talk about that game as one of the, as you said, one of the best state of origins. And um, I remember, like, I don't want to like put the game down or anything, but it was actually, I actually found it quite easy, easier than playing an AFL game because. The game was so quick and the ball was zinging so much and I think I had 30-odd touches that night in uh, in the midfield and um, so it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, I get to play against all with all those great players and against great players and so you actually, actually, they, you actually find the ball a lot easier, if that makes sense. Like, usually yeah. I'm running around chasing someone or I've got to you know, do all the hard work, but... Um, yeah, and then, then um, you know, to obviously to win the EJ Witt medal was, and I look, and to be honest, I didn't even know there was a medal. Like, I, I'm, I was very sort of um, raw to sort of state of origin as it was, and uh, I didn't even know there was a medal for like Victoria's best on ground, and you know, for the great EJ to award me that. And uh, I had a bit of a relationship with him before that because um, I used to work at Eurovox and he was at Adidas, which is around the corner. He used to pop in and, um, you know, crush my hand every time he'd uh, go to me. And, um, yeah, so to win that, you know, was a you know, fantastic honour for me. So, with, especially with all the players that played in that game. I was just wrapped really to get a game. I wasn't when I first got selected in the squad. I wasn't expecting to play, but got me chance, and um, it was a great thrill to win EJ with the medal. What was EJ like before a game? Like, was he a real motivator? Because we know how much he loves State of Origin and how much he hated the South Australians as well. And he's battled with, I guess, his old mate Neil Curley. Um, yeah, what was he yeah. like? What was he like pre-game? Was he a bit of a motivator? Oh. Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, my, my memories of VJ was that he's really tense and like, you know, and there was just, there was fire in his eyes and he was just like, you know, you walk around and like, you know, just give you the stare and say, you know, you're ready to go, son, and like, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, so you, yeah, you, so you're probably correct in what you're saying. I can't remember anything exactly, but, <laughs> geez, you like, you, <laughs> I remember being like, Shit, fried, no, you know, not, not not to play well, you know, and uh, to give everything for me state, especially you know with uh, with with e, with EJ sort of right behind it and like how passionate he was. And I think that's what you know. That's the thing that come out and like it's especially with me, like um, you know, just uh, like I sort of I sort of ride off that, you know, and um, you know, especially some of my teammates even at the Bombers in '93, you know, I um off the back of you know, the way their passion for for our team and our in our club, and you know, um, sometimes young players need that, and um, you need to feed off it, which I, you know, which I did. 
David, it must have been a real privilege playing with one of the competition powerhouses. Like, you know, we look at Collingwood, Essendon, Carlton, Richmond. They're huge. They're powerhouses. They've got plenty of support, big crowds each week. And, you know, we know Essendon's got a really rich history. Did you ever feel there was always a bit of external pressure, I guess, not internally, externally from the crowd, you know, the crowd and fans and so forth, that you guys had to perform well every week just because you guys were so strong? Not, not really. Oh, I mean, it was certainly um, it was certainly a great privilege to play for the Bombers. Um, you just knew, um, you know, that you're going to have big crowds every week. You know, you had, well, I got to play in three Anzac Day games. Um, I don't think Dreamtime was around then, but you just, it was always big games. And you had someone like Kevin Sheedy, who's just, you know, not only a great coach, but also, you know, a, a promoter of the game and, the, and, and his club. And his players, um, I, I certainly felt well, I had a relationship with some other boys. Um, you know, I talk about that traineeship. I remember like Corey McKernan was playing for the Kangaroos. He did that at the time. There was a couple of boys from Fitzroy at the time, um, and you know, they, they, it wasn't. I don't think it was the same for them. I don't, you know, um, whether it'd be different for us if we never won a flag early. I'm not quite sure if we took it for granted. Um, but like, geez, you know, and like, there's no, no coincidence that Essendon, clubs like Essendon, Richmond, Collingwood, even Carl to a certain extent, like, um, you know, you talk about compromised draft that now, like, <laughs> you know, if, 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 if he's a free agent, you know, what, what club do you want to go to? You want to go to, you, you, you want to go to Essendon who plays Anzac Day in Dreamtime and some of the really big games, big club and Collingwood, or do you want to go to, no disrespect, because I played in the Kangaroos, but, you know, Kangaroos, St. Kilda, because they just don't get the, you know, it's hard for them to attract the players because they're not a big club. It's, you know, mm. I, I don't, well, you, if I, if the shoe was on the other foot and I was from another club, I'd, I'd be so disappointed that my club didn't get the opportunities that the Essendon and the Collingwoods get to play on the big stage like that, you know. I mean, I mean at the same time, you know, Sheed's made Anzac Day what it is and and he's in, instrumental in those those big those big games like that. Um, you know, and then and I know they have different rounds and all that now, but it's nothing's as big as Anzac Day, is it? Like nah, that's unbelievable. Nah. So like, you know, we're pretty pretty bloody lucky. And like, you know, um but in terms of outside expectation, <laughs> look mate, oh <laughs> I will, I think I think I, I've, a lot of Essendon supporters I love me I hate me I, <laughs> I um, you know I could hear the abuse sometimes like you know I would make you know I would, like any player I'd make the odd mistake and you know and I, you know I wasn't I wasn't a champion I wasn't a Hurd or a Watson or a, you know Gary O'Donnell or a Paul Salmon and those type Mark McCurry but sometimes you know you got to have players like myself who you know they love. The own supporters love to hate a bit sometimes, <laughs> and um, I, cer- I certainly, I certainly felt that a bit sometimes. And you know, um, but but predominantly, yes, the supporters are you know pretty good to me. Um, yeah, so you can't complain too much. You know, they, they're they're passionate too, so you know they want they want to see the best out of their players. Like we all get critical at times of our footy club. You know, I was been critical of Essendon for a while, and you know the way they've done things and that. But like. Geez, you know, we went back in the rooms after the Carlton game the other night, and all the players got around us, the guys that were down there, and it was, you know, it was terrific. You know, made me feel like, you know, you're part of it again. The Blues with the last two goals, Madden's dominated the centre. Away goes Calthorpe. They don't want this, this will sting. Calthorpe's shot for goal. 
It's on the line. It's through. Catford replies for the Bombers. Hey, at the end of the 1998 season, you left Windy Hill after your you know, long affiliation with the Bombers and went up north to the Brisbane Lions. I reckon you might even go and pick one in the in the preseason draft that year. What yeah, prompted the, yeah, what, what what prompted the move up north, Dave? Uh, um, well, the club prompted the move. To be honest, I didn't want to go. Um, I'd made a I'd made a, I mean, to, to cut a long story short, I made a mistake. I I, I signed a contract at the start of '98. Um, that was was a pretty ordinary contract, and I, I wanted to put it was for two years, and I wanted to put some incentives in there, which the club didn't give me many incentives because I wanted to show them that I'm you know I was still going to be a you know really good player for the club, and if I achieved certain things, that I get to renegotiate. Um, and the only the only incentive that I got is if I finished top five in the best and fairest, that the club would renegotiate. Well, as it turned out, I actually finished fifth in the best and fairest in '98. Um, so pretty much coming off, you know, one of my best years. Um, got back into the midfield. I was getting plenty of the ball, and uh, but then it, then it, it sort of backfired on me because I um, I got offered a contract, um, a new contract, which was actually less than my previous one because they and they said to me that I was you know inconsistent and um, injury prone. Um, yeah, so then the place, so the writing was on the wall that they didn't really, and I, I called their bluff and said, you know, I'll go speak to other clubs. And they said, yeah, no worries, do that. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to go to Collingwood because Tony Shaw was coaching Collingwood. Um, I met met him. Um, he wanted me to go there. I wanted to go. Actually, Tim Watson, I met with Tim. He was coaching St Kilda at the time. And then um, and Lee, Lee Matthews, his first year coach at Brisbane, they flew me up there. I uh, didn't really want to go there, but Lee basically said, um, you know, because uh, they had the number one pick in the preseason draft, he said, I'm taking whoever available, I'm taking the best available player that I want, and if they don't want to come, well, that's their problem, you know, they have to come or they don't play footy. And so I agreed to a three-year deal to go there. Um, and, you know, at the time, it, you know, I still wanted to say it Essendon, and I was, and, um, but it just... And Sheeds, Sheeds was under the pump then. I don't know if you remember. Sheeds was under the pump in the 98 as yep. a coach. Yep. Um, so he couldn't really do much for me. Um, and, yeah, and I just, and then basically, and then when I, and then I had, the, you know, one of the greatest players of all time ringing me every day saying he wanted me in Brisbane. Um, it's not a hard decision to make. It was, <laughs> it was sort of, it was heartbreaking, but at the same time, and you know, it doesn't really hit home. It never really hit home to me until I jumped on the plane. I was there as a Brisbane player, and that's when it hit me. I thought, oh, shit, what have I done? Uh, but it was too late. Um, I, you know, I, I could have stayed, and it was, but it would have been would have been a tough road for me from a financial point of view. Um, I never, never got, never made big money playing footy because um, I was a local boy. I was at East Gila, you know, in the zone, and um, yeah. You know, local players there, so you never really got, you know, unless you're a superstar, you never really got looked after because, you know, you, you're a commodity, really, you know. To, um, so, yeah, but look, but, you know, I was sort of right, Essendon, from a lot of respects. Physically, I, my, my body was, I was stuffed. Um, I've done it hard for, you know, um, you know, a lot of games there. Um, and I just, I went, I went to, when I went to Brisbane, I hadn't even had a medical. I had a medical when I got there after I'd signed for three years and the, the physio said to me, asked me how long I'd signed for, I said three years and he said, if you had done this before, um, 
get a sign. We, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend we give you one year. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't chock full of confidence, and it just got. And he was sort of right. I, I did the doctor leading um, before the start of the season. Well, they they didn't they finished bottom of the ladder, so we'd played a, we'd played in a final. So I had to, you know, I, I was six weeks behind their pre-season. Um, I went there a little bit overweight, like I usually do. Um, I just struggled. Um, I got I got reported in the quaffle early game, early doors. Got suspended. I I, um, I got pleurisy. So I had to go on cortisone steroid tablets for missed about. So I had to report them. I you know missed quite a bit of footy, three or four weeks. Uh, it was just a nightmare year for me. I never really settled in. I lived in the wrong part of Brisbane compared to my teammates. Um, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't really fit in there that much. And you know, but they and and then they, they had they had you know they had the likes. They were starting to become a powerhouse. You know, they, they <laughs> you know they um, you know like like Lappin and Voss and you know Luke Power and um, Acker. Um, Chrissy Johnson in the back. They had all these players coming through. It just, you know, it'd be Simon Black, and you know, and I was, you know, I was sort of at the end of it. They were already sort of starting out as a, like, you know, especially those um, younger blokes in the midfield, like Luke Power and Simon Black, and you know, they and they just become a powerhouse. And I just, you know, I couldn't um, really, yeah. And then, and then, and then after one year, Dennis, did, you know, I sort of didn't really want to stay there. I wanted to come home, and and Dennis came knocking, you know. Surprised me and wanted me the kangaroos after they'd won the flag. Um, yeah, so that was so that's the short stint of the Lions. How did you enjoy the the last couple of years at the Kangaroos? I know you probably didn't play as many games as you would have loved to have, but did you enjoy the last two years? You know, in the North Melbourne camp. Oh yes and no. Um, there was a, it was a tough time for me. I, I probably got my I got my body back. Um, really fit, you know. Um, I Dennis got me a personal trainer, and that's and there was a guy who's you know remains one of my best mates today, Craig Jennings, who's actually assistant coach at GWS at the moment. Um, and I just work with him every day because um, yeah, I'd come back from Brisbane, and they uh, they obviously Kangas had won the flag. He said he wanted me in the midfield with you know Peter Bell and Shannon Grant and Simpson and Anthony Stevens and. And I was the fittest I've ever been, um, and yeah, and I just I and I got some opportunities early, but I just played as a defensive half forward um, for Dennis, and and um, well, like, I really enjoyed the playing group, and um, still got some good friends from there, and um, you know, it's it was it was it was a fantastic club, I think, but it was a club that was, I reckon, you know, predominantly, you know, Wayne Carey was the main man, like he, you know, he brought everyone together. Um, and then, you know, I really started to struggle with Dennis and he's, um, coaching the way he treated me and I just, yeah, um, and I never, yeah, I played, what, 13 games, I think in the first year, come back, I think they wanted me to retire end of that first year and, um, I refused to do so and I come back with my hand, but ended up having, um, I played a handful of games in the VFL, had issues with my hamstring, I had, ended up having hamstring surgery, never played again. So, and it was just, it left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because I felt like I never really got some of the support of the kangaroos that I probably always, you know, welcomed at Essendon, you know, because mm-hmm. people sort of seemed to, 
and that's that's not a reflection on the club. It's just it's probably just the way it was, you know. Um, you know, come in, they're coming off success. You know, they're a pretty strong club. Um, you know, yeah. You just sometimes you just don't you don't fit in from in certain points of view. But you know, we've got a lot of respect for that playing group and all the players that you know. I've got to drive to footy training a lot of times with Glenn Archer and Johnny Blakey because they live, you know, yeah. not far from me. And, that, you know, they're the experiences that I remember the most. And, um, you know, I had Shannon Grant, Peter Bell, Adam Sims at me engagement party and just, you know, terrific people. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'll take out of that time. And um, it just didn't work out. But as I said, you know, my um, passion, my Heart and soul for footy was, I think a lot of it left me when I um, had to leave, when I left the Bombers. Yep. So, you know, that's, it was, uh, yeah, it was probably, that was probably, the, you know, that was the end of my career. So, you know, I probably didn't help myself. You know, I can blame other people, but it was probably me. I didn't help myself a lot, you know, because I, I, I didn't cope with leaving. I, I just, you know, and, um, you know, and then I watched the, I watched the boys win the 2000 grand final. I thought, shit, I should have been there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Should have, should have just said, well, we are, well, okay, we'll play for less money, whatever it is, and uh, try and you know, keep a spot in that team. Because how awesome was that team? Yeah, sliding door moment, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, and that's why you, at the same time, you still got a life to live, and like, you know, you gotta, um, that's why clubs do that pretty well, though, you know, Trent, they, um, you know, they preach, you know, people preach loyalty and that type of stuff. I like to think I'm a pretty loyal person. Even though I changed clubs, you know, in the day I didn't really want to, but like, I remember, I mean, I'm not sure I should say this, but like, I rang up, I didn't speak to anyone else. Said, Once I made my decision to go, I just rang Sheets. I said, Sheets, I'm going to go. And he goes, he goes, I think you're doing the right thing. He goes, between me and you, he goes, there's people who don't want you here anymore. And he goes, I haven't got, I don't have any, I don't having any power anymore at the moment. So, and so I left. And then sort of, um, I mean, another thing that happened, which I don't want to delve into too much, but there was a big, there was, I don't know, there was a big player meeting with Peter Jackson and the late um, Dre McMahon with all the players at the end of 98 and some players wanted to have a vote to sack Sheeds. Well, to move him on to get a new coach, and there was a, there was a quite a bit happening then, and I had a fair bit to say, saying you know that we don't do that to the coach, you know that's why you have a board and that type of stuff, and I don't know if that coincided with me getting um, sort of pushed, but you know, I was glad to see Sheets recovered and did what he did with that group. Well, he got the um, cash reward, didn't he, in two thousand? Absolutely, you know, and probably should have been one or two more. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, David, I've loved our chat, mate. I've loved your honesty and I really do appreciate it. It's great to, um, you know, to delve in and listen to those uh, years at both the Bombers and the Lions and the Kangaroos. I've got a couple of quick handballs just to finish off the podcast, mate. So I'm going to give you yeah. five players' names. And I just want you to share one word um, to sort of describe, you know, your interactions or, you know, these these teammates of yours um, when you played with them. So I'll start with Essendon. Uh, one word to describe Darren Buick. Uh, goal sneak. David Grenvold. Mentor. Paul Salmon. Hilarious. I'm going to go to Brisbane. Michael Voss. There's one word you say, is it? Yeah, I know you can throw a few for Vossie yeah, and a few for all of them. Tough, but... tough, tough. And the last one for North Melbourne, Adam Simpson. Oh, Simo. <laughs> <laughs> 
durable. Who's the best character you've come across in your time in the AFL, whether it's at the Bombers, Kangaroos or Lions? And I speak about someone you can have a beer with, a bit of banter, hang a bit of the proverbial on, that sort of stuff. I'll give you one from each. Righty, eight. Sounds good. Um, uh, look, Joey, Joey, Joey Mercedes, you know, great to be around from the Bombers. Um, yeah, he's great to be around. Uh, from, the, from the Lions, I really like Chrissy Johnson. Stevie Lawrence was really funny, and it's over with Adam Hughes, but they didn't last long under Lee. <laughs> Lee didn't have a great sense. Lee didn't have a great sense of humour. <laughs> well, that's that's one thing about she. She's a good sense of humour until you go too far, they hit you straight between the eyes. And the can the kangaroos. Oh, you, you can't. It's hard to separate the three Stooges in uh, Shannon Grant, uh, Peter Bell, and Adam Simpson. I'll put I'll put those three together. Yeah, love <laughs> them. They're, they're, they're hilarious. They're, they're, yeah. What a package. Guys. And bloody good players too. <laughs> Who was your hardest opponent? You said you you obviously tagged you know, Craig Bradley a number of times. Was he the hardest you played on? Was there others that you uh, uh, that you, you were challenged by? Yeah, no, he was a different type of player. Like you know, because he was an outside player, just run and run and run. Um, we had some we had some good battles. Um, but oh, look, Shane Shane Crawford was one that got me a couple of times. He just just such a hard hard runner. Um, I had a, you know, players are really good players that I'm really appreciative of. And um, and I, I but the one who got me early, you know, I just couldn't go with was John Platten. Yeah, I remember playing him in a night game, and because he was in and under, they were, they were the hardest players to tag that in and under. Um, but, you know, I had some really good battles against Paul Kelly from the Swans, Tony McGuinness at Adelaide. Um, I was set for Bucks a couple of times, but never really got around because you know, I think he missed a game I was supposed to. I was set for him and um, played on Anthony Stevens at the Kangas. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, there was yeah, mul- yeah, multiple players, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's just, oh, you just, oh, the, probably the toughest one here, yeah, was, <laughs> was Buddha Hocking. Because oh, he absolutely, he, like, I'd, I'd stand pretty close and, you know, keep a tight rein on someone, but he absolutely belted the shit out of me. And by the end of, <laughs> by the end of the, uh, I think it was by the end of the front quarter, oh, shit, sorry, by the end of, the end of quarter time. I'd stood about a metre or so off him so he couldn't hit me anymore. <laughs> and because I gave him that, and then I, and then, I look around and I thought, gee, he hasn't hit me for a bit, and then he'd be like fifty meters off, you know, somewhere else. So, oh, I'm stuffed there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I reckon I've had Todd, Todd, Todd Viney was another one in Melbourne. He was hard too. Well, they these blokes they they hit hard with their forearms, you know, really strong. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple, I reckon, that have mentioned Buddha hocking exactly what you're speaking about. So, I look forward to getting oh. Buddha on the podcast at some stage and seeing what he has to say about it. Oh, mate, he's relentless smashing me. <laughs> yes. I, know, I would do the same thing if I was getting tagged. <laughs> one last one for you, mate. And this is a bit of a yeah. random question, but I like chucking the old random ones in. If you had to have an arm wrestle competition, which teammate would you avoid and which teammate would you back yourself against knowing that you'd, you'd kick their ass? Oh, which who would I avoid? Um... Who was someone that used to uh, yeah, bench press a bit or was quite physically strong in the upper body? I'm trying to think. I would avoid probably, this is a, probably a random one, Paul Hills. Yep. 
Remember Hilsey? Yeah, Hilsey, yep. Um, I would I'd take on Wangers. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd I'd just say something stupid to him and he'd just start laughing and I'd beat him. <laughs> <laughs> David Kelly. He's got puny arms he's got puny arms anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still on Dancing in the Stars? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, he won't last long, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David Calthorpe, it's been a big pleasure uh, chatting with you about your footy career. Thanks for jumping on the podcast, mate. Good on you, Trent. Well done, mate. 48, David Calthorpe. That's the end of episode number 74. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can catch them all on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. We're on all the social media platforms, so drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter on any particular episode you've enjoyed or a guest you would love to hear. Next week, our guest is popular Richmond small forward, Chris Naish. Tough, it's rugged, it's good, solid AFL football. (laughs) 